turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> uh, Ooh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't. Rahim, Rahim, Rahim. You definitely got us high of a Monday. It's the Day Trippers. Now, Trev again, and the bunker actually has a win to talk about. So times are a change, my friends. Times are a change, and we've very much got a win to talk about. And some of the mayhem and madness that went on with it was, has got lots of stuff going and lots of hairs up and back. Um, and then we have the semi with Timmy tactics to get into. Well, I don't know where we can start with that one, but once it ends up with a win and another trip to Wembley, that'll be the main thing. And um, tonight, joining me, Phil Casey, I've got Paul Brennan, the man who was actually at the game on Monday. That's right, a day tripper at the game. We believe he purchased a Newcastle and Liverpool half and half scarf and he's due to bring it in and wear it around his neck um, we've also got the man with the stories Mr Andy Young so sh- and then finally we have the fellow with the worst quiff in Europe it's Neil Gray so come on journey with me through time and space as we take a walk through the bunker at Tripperdom there you go <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm not used to I'm getting on Skype. <laughs> not allowed near electrical devices. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck Downey. Right, um so a win, lads. And it was a win. Um and it was what back to back wins now going into going into the FA Cup semi final. But you know, with City's loss, does it give us a bit of hope? The, is there a glimmer? Is it you know, it could top four be on are we banking on a on a city collapse here, Andy? Yeah, well like you know, it's it's nice to it's nice to know that there there might be something to play for. There's a little bit of hope, like you know. Mm. Ironically United have kind of given Liverpool a bit of a lifeline and you know, City look like they could be beaten by anyone. Mm. It's just you know, it's down to whether we can actually go on and win all, not all the games, but even the, most of them. Yeah, it could be possible. But just Monday night wouldn't give you a hell of a lot of hope. Mm. I mean, they a really, really poor team came to Anfield to be destroyed and Liverpool just didn't step up and, and do what they should have done to them. Mm. It would have been a statement and unfortunately they didn't make that statement. Okay, okay. well, we'll, we'll get into the performance in a bit, but Neil, are you feeling positive? Um. Is there anything? Is there anything to grasp? Yeah, for this? well, it's a semi cup semi final coming up the weekend, isn't it? I'm fairly positive about that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll. I think we'll. I think we'll win that, and we're we'll progressing to the final. But more so on, on top four hopes. Given on top four, listen, 
I don't expect I expect us to drop points before the end of the season. So maybe three, like t- thinking of the Chelsea game in particular. So that's a seven point deficit. Mm. There's no way we're going to sit here. We're going to lose that. What's the eight games left? Is there? No, the six. 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 I can't see it happening. It, there's a little bit of hope there. It's vain hope. It'll keep the interest going till towards the end of the season, but I can't see it happening in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saturday, I mean, the game on Monday would hardly give you much hope, like Andy said. Like, they were there to be beaten. We, we battered them for 40 minutes. We They came into it then for another half an hour, and then we took over again, but we couldn't put it away. But mm. at the same time, it's three points you needed this uh, this stage of the season, and that's what we got. Mm, mm. And I suppose all, all runs of form have to start somewhere. Paul, you were there. Were you feeling confident coming out of the ground? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that bad of a performance. Obviously, we could have hockeyed them by more. Sterling could have had a hat trick, like, and we could have put a few more rolls away. But yeah, other than that, you know, Newcastle had a kind of period, probably fifteen minutes either side of the half time. Like that was it. Like yeah, we could have we could have beaten them by more, but I was happy enough with it. And uh, I, I don't I don't think we're gonna catch C. Like Neil says, like it's we're we're gonna draw points and like unless they have some huge collapse like we're not gonna mm. it's like it is nice to kind of see how we can finish the season see if we can put a bit of pressure on them but I don't think we're gonna catch them As well, and let me play devil's advocate here because I don't normally play that role but <laughs> um, we're talking about this we're looking at our own form now if you go to the Arsenal United games and take them out of it the run of form that we've been on is crazy, you know. Remove those Arsenal United it's losses. Remarkable. It is remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you lose back-to-back games, you will lose a bit of confidence in the whole lot. Did none of you feel it in the performance? It was much. It was a much better attacking performance. This is going into the performance itself, Andy. Like when we look at City, and, and, and the reason why I, I asked this question uh, uh, straight out is because City's run of form is almost the complete opposite of ours. We've made up nearly seventeen points in City since mm. since Christmas, mm. you know, mm. um, and they just aren't winning games. Like going back to your own favourite one about the two points per game average City are nowhere near that at the moment yet we're in and around the two points per game from Christmas onwards you know so that's why I'm looking at there is a glimmer that wasn't there before now it's interesting that you mentioned performance because performance gives fans confidence and if you don't have performances you don't have confidence what for you then was the disappointment part of it because and I I, I probably loaded a bit in, in terms of asking you You've always been a big advocate of a really mobile front three. Yeah. And and if you look at that first half, especially the first half in the last twenty minutes or so, it was very mobile and it was it was making chances. Yeah, no, I'm not there's nothing nothing about that. It's really like Rogers found something in the the three four two one kind of thing that, that got us going for a while. And like a lot of spells under Rogers, something worked for a while and then Swansea kind of figured it out and it kind of just went downhill from there we are badly beaten by United well you know okay we could have got something out of it but yeah. and we're definitely badly beaten by Arsenal but he's abandoned that now and he's actually went to something that I was scared of calling for before that more of a flat back four and you know more bodies up forward and busy and the way storage is being playing you probably wouldn't have near the team even if he was fit so I was happy to see them up there but I was just disappointed that we didn't put them to bed um, they did start off quite attacking. I felt this is the formation, this is the shape, and this is the potential for a night where we can blow this team away. Because yeah. I knew I'd seen Newcastle and everybody knew how bad they were and how bad their manager is and all that. And I was just disappointed <coughs> that it was a game that we could have just put. We even put sort of five or six goals past anyone this season. Mm. You know what I mean? Sterling's the top scorer there with seven or something like that. You know, it was it was with with City. Um, getting beaten by United 
it, it gives Liverpool a real opportunity and I just fit, just didn't look like a team that believed that this is on again mm. and the fans of this you know didn't seem like they felt like it was on again so that's what just has me a little bit down but if I see something you know if I see a real performance on Sunday against Villa and then the following week mm. then I can start believing again but just right now at this present moment mm. I don't think Liverpool are going to do their part I think City are definitely going to drop enough points for Liverpool to catch them mm. But it's about Liverpool giving Catching them. Yeah. yeah. Neil? Um, I think there's a little element that listen, those fans are never happy. And many times if to lower teams lower end of the, particularly this end of the season, lower down in the league where they're kind of safe, just come to Anfield. And we can't put them away. Like we did put them away. We took the three points and at this end of the season, that's all that really matters. I know what Andy's saying, the performance wasn't there. We didn't score loads of goals. But is that really relevant now? Because we're not going to catch City's goals difference anyway. Yeah, We got the three points. That's all that matters. We're still mm. in it. Like if, we're st- if, if it keeps us, as fans, if it keeps us entertained till the last two or three, to the last two games, I'm happy. I mean, what more can you want? To three points, two nil. Mm. It wasn't, I wasn't that excited watching. I was a little bit bored watching actually. But at the same time, sure, what more we got? There's only ever three points available. <laughs> yeah, but... Like, I'm probably hinting at my own view, but Paul, performance-wise, was it not light years, in terms of an, an attacking performance, is it, was it not light years away from what we've seen in the last three games, and e- even the Blackburn game, because going back to Andy's point, that was another absolutely shy team, and we weren't creating chances at all. It was you know, it was a narrow win that, that, that we managed to pull out of. But this one, we were making chances. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the Blackburn game was always going to be a horrible one, like a cup <coughs> turn away, like that. They're like a, It was... I, Especially after the two games we just had, I think it was always going to be kind of a bit of a slog. I was, I remember we were talking on WhatsApp about what we should do in the Arsenal game, and I said that it was the last time I wanted it to see, you know, the three for three for definite. I said that I wanted, that. I didn't think we should be kind of married to it now that the teams kind of figured out how to play against it. So I was happy enough to see like a, another like a four three three. Um, yeah, I think you could you could tell. There was a lot more fluidity in the front three with those three mobile players mm. up top. Um, storage, that's for me. You have to try and get him into the team, but like it, it is a big, big problem at the moment. Like, how would you? Because like you'd almost say like you could play that front three again in the next game. Yeah. So yeah, it's another one for Rodgers to try and figure out. But mm. I, I was happy enough with. Do you with think he's dropped there. the three centre half thing, or is that just necessity? I'm. For me, I think you'll go back to it the weekend once he's scared available because I, I don't think there was enough. If looking at the the overall performance, I think attacking wise we performed a lot better than we have done, but defensively I thought we were a lot weaker than we'd looked for for a while. Against what you're saying is it was a, a, a poor Newcastle side. But let's 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 deal with the really positive aspects of, of the performance. Coutinho, um, yeah, because <laughs> <And then laughs> Andy, I know you're really excited about Coutinho when you're watching the game. Yeah. And let's be honest about it, the fella plays played in a, you know the, the false nine position as such, mm. and he just lit up that first half. And even his in, his, his impact in the second half was just just magical. Like you know, yeah. you know how good. Is he like we've we've talked we've, we've talked about him all season as a, as a, as an attacking player he's probably he's by far and away our best attacking player over the over the course of the season, but how good how good in in a position that's not really what you would have put him into this false nine, how good was he there? Yeah, but he, like on paper he was sort of the the most forwardest forward, mm. but like he kind of just played his own role anyway. He mm. dropped very deep, you know. He got got on the ball, he turned, he space, like he finds space no matter where he is. Like he's absolutely quality. Like, I mean, I remember at the start of the season we were talking about with Suarez going, like he was going to take over the mantle, and 
I mean, we all pretty much agreed this could be the season for Coutinho, and he he has he has stepped up on a level, and mm. he does he does pose an extra goal threat, and I just. I just think it's it's brilliant to have a player of such quality at the club. Like you know, when you lose big players like Suarez, mm. you, you you expect and you hope that that that's not it. Mm. But like, there's still some real quality, and and Coutinho, there's no one better really, yeah. you know, to kind of get you excited. I mean, when he did that back, here, <laughs> I just laughed my head off. Is that the back here that he kind of nutmegged someone with a back here? Yeah, yeah. the tri- three wasn't it? Three players just followed him, yeah. and the next thing, the ball was gone the other way. Yeah, I mean. That's that. That's that's what it's all about. Football for me, like it's yeah. just give, giving you that piece of entertainment mm-hmm. in the game, and you'd watch them all day. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose Neil taking that on, like you know, we we've seen John Terry. That bastion of, of English football. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about him being his player of the year. Yeah, I've seen that. Like yeah. the, you know, this this is the impact that 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 Coutinho is having on the league. You know, players are starting to recognise his ability. What does it say in, in terms of what he's bringing all the time to, to, to well, the game? Well, the first thing I think it might say is like the the um, <clears throat> he's compared to Hazard and and John Terry picked him ahead of Eden Hazard. I mean, that speaks volumes for me. Like you know, I think we're a little bit afraid to say sometimes how good he is because in case someone comes and takes us, takes him off us. But yeah, so he's the, well. I, te- I was watching a match with a mate while I was saying, "Who do you think is player of the season?" And then he done that little thing. It was just Ah, Coutinho is. What are we even mm, talking about yeah. him for? You know what I mean? And kind of every every ten minutes, you're kind of oohing and ahhing about watching him, aren't you? He kind of gets you going. And yeah, like you said, he's enter- it's entertainment, isn't mm, it? Mm. Yeah, he's brilliant. And you get, there's another level for him to go up again, isn't it? Like you can yep. see him progressing. Like from where he was, he, remember he had that dip mid season, mm. and I was thinking, is he going? Will he be able to go back up to that level? But there's even more to come. I think. Mm. Like it's exciting. These are exciting times, and he's he's outshone Sterling this year, definitely. Anyway, but that's more than that. <coughs> Sterling's fault, I think, on the yeah. hash point. But what was it, Shisha point? The <laughs> <laughs> Antonox. Well, given that we're, we're on to Raheem, <laughs> the dream machine. Mm. Come here, Paul. Did did I like when I read the story? Well, when I saw the story on on, on, on Telegraph, or whatever, when they published it. Um, I was confused. I thought he was actually inhaling that stuff that they stick in cars. You know, what's it? The nitrous nitrous oxide. Fast and furious stuff. That's fucking well, performance. Nitrous oxide. That's laughing yeah. gas, isn't it? Yeah. Nitrous, nitrous, yeah. nitrous oxide. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they stick into the cars. Yeah, I'm not into cars. They put in cars. No, what's the? I didn't put the. No, uh, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but like that. That what he was. The laughing gas is a mixture: seventy percent nitrous oxide and. The thirty percent oxygen. Okay, you don't put the pure gear in, no. No, well, <laughs> you, because you'd uh, you'd, because just, you'd, you'd collapse. <laughs> you'd kill you, be, you, wouldn't, run really you wouldn't fast. be uh, you wouldn't be inhaling any oxygen. So uh, true that. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. You'd, <laughs> you'd end up just passing out, and it could kill you. Um, but it's like when I read the story, like look, I know all about that medication, and I know it's dangerous and it's addictive, and it's it gives it's an it's a it's a substance that it's not to be abused. You know what I mean? It's like when I read that story, I was just I was disgusted. What is a what is a fella twenty one years of age uh, with the world that his feet going around abusing a gas, a medical gas? What's that all about? That makes no sense to me. Well, Paul, do you want to surmise why he's out having a bit of crack? Oh no, I did. Like I, I was basically off the grid for the weekend. I was only, I was only figuring this out. Like, you went with me. Was it Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got thrown out of a few clubs with us. No, uh, the, uh, 
like I, I only saw it and then you know the the pipe thing as well mm. like I only found out about the two of those things at the same time and did it like Andy said like your reaction is what the fuck is he doing like mm. like what like why is he well like why is he at that even if it's just with mates or anything like that like just is it too it, much of a coincidence that what's all happening around the contract talks is you want to get out is it that is it, am, I, am I just being no, no I, I, I think I don't think that like that's not going to help him if he wants to move like because clubs will look like that yeah. they don't want it, someone that's going to have a mad, a mad social life oh, I that, don't know look at Suarez he was going around biting people and everybody yeah but that was on the pitch but Suarez is he mad you know, like he didn't. I but don't think there was, there was no. I don't think there's any type of morals in football, or and with clubs buying players or anything like that, or agents. I don't think morals account for anything. I, I but the thing it about it is, like, when I I just compared all you know, young players like to say Gerard, right? You know, he comes in the scene like he wasn't he wasn't as clean himself, but he did. He wasn't going around acting the bollocks in his personal life, you know, like mm. that. Okay, he threw in a few mental challenges on the pitch and all that, but it was just kind of youthful exuberance, you know. But like Sterling has shown no respect to the club. Like the club have gave him everything, you know what I mean. And he must be surrounded in people trying to keep him on the straight and narrow since he's since he's arrived. And even when he was at QPR as a youngster, he must have been surrounded in the right people. But like, but, ta- like, but, like, but taking taking that Andy right, and, and I, I I understand, and I don't really have an issue with the, with the point that you're making. That it is for a professional. Professional athlete, right? Yeah. It's 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 not the most ideal way. No matter what, no matter how harmful or how harmless the the, the substance is using is, it's not going to improve your performance level. He did have a decent performance though on on, on Monday night. After. Yeah, but he did. But like, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine what he would be like if he just parks that? You know that sort of that sort of scene that he's in. Smoking them pipes and all that. Look, I know it's not. I'm not. I don't want to sound like fucking El Granda and all, but, <laughs> like, yeah. but you, like he's not a normal young fella. He's playing for Liverpool Football Club. He's looking to be paid 150 grand a week. He just you have to make sacrifices. Look at Jordan Speed at the weekend, 21 years of age, winning the US Masters. You hardly think he's smoking pipes and fucking uh, smoking medical gas or uh, blowing medical gas like at the weekends. <laughs> We don't know. You just have to listen to the fella. Well, hang on, had, had somebody said the same about like Tiger Woods and what he was up to in his private he was life? All sorts of he was all, he up to all sorts. He was the golden boy, yeah. And everyone thought he was the golden boy. What, what I'm saying to you is... Ah, he was up yeah, riding, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but like... Yeah, riding lots is different to that. Like, abusing <laughs> substances. That's it, like, it would hardly be recommended for <laughs> 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 the club not to be engaged in sexual intercourse. Like, <laughs> they'd probably encourage you. You know what I mean, but they're certainly not encouraging. Like, um, where, where the fuck did he even get the gas from? Because you don't just go into the shop and he buy was it. Probably in the bunker. It's a, <laughs> you know, like someone know, to have got that illegally, and he's hanging around with people like that. But oh, give, 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 give it, give it. I'm one again. You have a problem with this, and you have, haven't you? I, a bit. I really yeah, do. Like, do, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm supporting <laughs> players. That are taking just taking a piss. piss out of the club, like it's a complete lack of respect to to, to the Liverpool, the club, uh, that paying them, the fans, and the manager. Like I really do think he thinks Rogers is a complete mug now. Uh, you know, mm. do you think? Do you think? Do you think the players would have been doing that under Fergie? Well, they were. Well, they were definitely off out partying, right? I'm, I'm just parking the, the what it was, right? Because you remember there was that time when he had Lee Sharp and Ryan Giggs, and he ended up selling Lee Sharp because he wanted to keep Giggs away from from you know getting having the nightly night. Came over and got Lee Sharp out of a gaffer down the back of my mans. 
<coughs> I swear to God. Allegedly. Uh, no, he did. Because <laughs> I was looking out the window. And he sent someone over like a car came around and got me out of gaff. I said, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, could that be an urban legend? Sure no, it <laughs> no, it did happen, yeah. No, but, but it, I'm, I'm sure that's... Lot, what I'm sure saying is that's that, going on. Like, but a lot of players, don't, won't, the stories won't make the papers. Mm. Right, it's the fact that it makes the papers, and it's obviously somebody in his inner circle who's released this video. We're talking about a fellow who's looking for a contract negotiation. You have a lot of things that's going on here. I fully buy your bit around a lack of respect because mm. you know. But at the same time, you've got to ask yourself in in real terms what there's loads of stuff going on that we won't know about, or we never know that clubs don't even know about because it happens in their personal life. Yeah. And if it's not shown up in tests and stuff <clears> like that, the clubs don't know what's going on, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I look. I, I don't. I don't disagree with your point around around the lack of respect at all. But going back to the match, did you not think it was one of his better games, Sterling? Yeah, <clears throat> he was alright. Yeah, yeah, he I was alright. I mean, uh, the goal was the goal was brilliant. I mean, I loved that. It was Suarez esque, the way he the took right. it down, mm. had the balls to take on. Practically, you know, three players he he, he sold, mm. you know, and the finish was quality. Mm. But then. He had two simpler chances in the game. Maybe he didn't finish them. So it was a, it was an okay performance. Like Paul, yeah, he, like he was he was in and out of the game. Like he he could have he could have really put Newcastle to the sword. He scored a lovely goal and he he did cause them problems. But there were like some fairly big periods where he wasn't really in the game at all. Maybe, like I'm not saying that's because he's like <laughs> doing whippets or whatever, but <laughs> what he was like, and I think, well, obviously that's kind of natural for a winger anyway. I think like that they will drift in and out of games. Yeah, but like Andy said, it was an alright performance from mm-hmm. like he, he scored a nice goal. And he caused him a few problems, but probably should have done better. If he scores that one, the the, the simple chance he misses, we're probably eulogising and raving about him as much as Coutinho, despite all the shit that goes on. Because he puts two goals on, puts two goals in in a game as opposed to one. That's goal. his ratio, though, isn't it? One yeah. and three. Yeah. One take one, even if it's close to that. One take one out shoot. Like if, yeah. even if it's that high, it's uh, <clears> a. <throat> there's there's a fundamental technical connection problem with him finishing, isn't there? Like if you look, I was only ta- I was only again I was only talking about someone to this the other day. Like if you watch Fowler when he was finishing, it was a perfect connection every time. Storage, for example, as well, right mm-hmm. or left foot. His tends to come off his ankle or his shin, or he never connects mm-hmm. quite properly. I mean, he's never going to score many goals if that's his, the technique. He's, it's like he doesn't work on his finishing. Mm-hmm. Is what I would say. He's definitely not a natural finisher anyway. That's for no. sure. Compare him to. I know there's a lot of talk about Walcott and that. Compare him to Walcott when he gets in and has a chance. Like you've. Yeah, he's saying he's going to finish this because he's he's good finish. But you don't. With, I don't like that with Sterling. It's kind of will he take it, won't he? Okay, d- 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 <laughs> things like that can come. Like I mean, it's like he's not a natural striker, so he will need a bit more experience. It's composure in front of the goal. It's it's like kind of slowing yourself down, and as rather than just swinging the, the leg at the ball, yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. And that's oh, what a lot of winger does. Scoundrel's <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of midfielders especially our defenders even, they just swing a leg at it when they get in and go. Whereas like your strikers, like your Torres and Suarez and Rush, Fowler, like, you know, they, they got in and go and it was just, There's everything, everything stopped for a yeah, second exactly, around yeah. them. Like, it's not 90 miles an hour. Right, going, going, to, going to the other side then <clears> of, of that attacking tree in Jordan Oib. What was your, what was your take on now, given given he'd been out injured for a, for a fair bit, so it was coming yeah. straight back. Yeah. I mean, it was a again, it was an okay game, but like in fairness, this fella's only coming back and he's he's a lot less experienced 
than a lot of the players that were out there. So you can be you can forgive him. But uh, no, he was he was alright. He mm. didn't have his best game, but six, sixty solid enough minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sure that's that was the plan from the beginning anyway. And like the great thing about that is Rogers, as soon as he's back fit, he has him in the team. Mm. Paul. Yeah, I thought he was probably he was the quietest anyway out of the front three. I, I think like, as a right footer playing on the right, that probably in the modern game that probably is harder than mm. like Sterling's job on the left. Like you know, trying trying to be players on the outside, but he did it a few times. And there was a few times when he cut in field as well, where they had to foul him to tell yeah. like to yeah. stop him. So yeah, I think he did he, well enough considering that he's only just back. Yeah. And it is, it's great to see him connect like the, the faith Rogers has in him that you'll throw him straight back in because mm. it would it would have been easy to start Markovic, but and then, mm. well maybe maybe Markovic could have started the game even mm. and he's back in. But it, I, like I, I have no problem. I thought it was good to see him he's thrown a, straight back in. He's a, he's a different physical specimen to to Sterling in the way he plays, isn't he? Look, he's just he's just a much bigger. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's nearly like a fully developed man at this stage, and he's a yeah. huge bloke. Yeah. Um, I think what was most what I was with the eye thing, like it was he only got sixty minutes and he, he done okay. Like it was a good performance. I think so he's only he's still only learning. It's an education for him. And Anfield was particularly quiet, and it was a strange atmosphere in it. And I suppose that was probably hard for him playing in that atmosphere, but because of the games he played before that, everybody was up for it and mm. and shouting. The crowd were completely behind him. There was the atmosphere was crap actually. Well, what I got from watching it on the TV. So that was kind of, it's all just part of the learning curve for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like the lads were saying, he's straight into the team. Happy days. Okay, right. To the us with the poor El Markovic. Let's skip the midfield for a moment and get on to the curate's egg. That's the defence, right? So back to a back four. <laughs> a back four that, that consisted of uh, Moreno at left full, Lovren, um, Emery Chan and Glenn Johnson. So, <laughs> first of all, Mignolet, another good performance from yeah, I mean, aside from Coutinho, he was the uh, man of the match for me. Like, mm. you know, <laughs> did everything pretty much right. Yeah, some great saves as well yeah. towards the end of the uh, first half. Yeah, coming coming out and claiming balls and commanding yeah. his area and all. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. long may you continue with that. So let's get on to the the, the four in front of him. And uh, Paul, we, we'll start with probably the the best performer of the four in that he didn't do anything too mental Moreno which probably given the, his last couple of performances we would have been a bit wishy-washy as to how he was going to perform in this game yeah I thought he was kind of steady probably the steady Eddie of the back four mm-hmm. I'd say um, like a, not a massive not a great game or anything like that but considering how like he kind of he was given goals away in the the kind of two games, pre, the two league games previously. Um, it's a kind of decent return to form for him. Like you, mm. you'll take a quiet game over any of that. So yeah, I just he didn't do much wrong, and uh, I thought did well enough. Yeah, yeah. And so we move, well, on. move on. Move on to your performance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show in itself. So then the, the the next man up who had a reasonably decent game, Emery Chan, centre midfielder, playing now as a, as an orthodox right centre back now. Mr. Reliable, isn't he? Yeah. You know, like if it doesn't put in a bad performance, he might put in a bad performance for him as a 7 out of 10, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the level he's at now and that's and I mean, that's what we've come to expect for him which says it all about him. Did you get the sense I was, when I was watching him, like uh, the first goal comes from a, a direct interaction. He comes out comes about 25 yards wins the ball and, and knocks it down was it Lucas that, that, that he he wins the tackle off and it bounces nicely the impression Lucas. I get off him is he mm-hmm. has that has that aura about him that yeah. I'm in charge here mm-hmm. and even I think where, where I notice it more than anything is in the goal celebrations mm-hmm. no matter where the where the player is that scored the goal he's down on top of and he's caught pulling everybody yeah. in together it's we're, we're in this together attitude mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. 
he's yeah, he's really impressive, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you see him in the suit, he looks great. It's just time to give up. And you see Emery Chan is just like, oh, you wouldn't even try to compete with anything. Funny enough, I was talking to you or, tweeting, or texting you about it. I was watching him playing for Germany under-21s against England. Now they were beaten, but just that's when you really see the levels that he's at because he's playing with lads his own age and it was just like it was too easy for him it was like he was playing with seven mm-hmm. or eight year olds he was, did you watch it? No well, like he, was straight, he was straight he was straight ahead of everybody else like yeah. if, if if no one ever watched a football match before in their life and said who's the best player that you just pick him because it was easy I know that's getting away from the match but No no but yeah um, uh, I suppose looking at him in a back uh, like in a back four as an orthodox centre back Andy any chance you'd see a pairing with him and Sacco? Given that both of them like to come, you know, they, they, you'd naturally have a high line out of them because they both want to get up the pitch. I think it's a bit of a bit of a pipe dream, to be honest. Like, I go on about wanting the back four. Oh, the back four that played, I think only Moreno really is sort of deserved of being in the Liverpool back four at the moment. Oh, them four. Really? Yeah. Like, Chan can have moments. <laughs> You know, with two centre halves, you don't really want. You don't really want. Like he does have kind of a moment every game. Like you don't want that. You just want a solid two. And I don't think I want him there as the solid two. Like you know, okay, he, he might do do a job. You know, and Saka comes back to you know if, if need be. But long term, no. I mean, I think they like. Okay. okay, keep keep that opinion right for, for for the preview because I'll be I'll be back to you on that subject right. Um, so anyway there's only two left now in the back four and this is where <laughs> the real fun starts Lovren um, he was getting pelters all over the shop for his 90 minutes what was your own take on it Paul? I thought I thought he had two massive brain farts and other than that I thought he did well enough obviously you know you don't want that and I thought I watched the match back on Sky as well and I thought Carragher and all they were dead right when they said at the moment with him trying to come back into the team like you want him to be like have you know a mistake free 90 mm. minutes mm. so it's a pain in the hole that he didn't have that like and like the the penalty thing I was I thought like Lee Mason was about 15 yards away from it I was probably 115 yards away from it and I went oh fuck <laughs> and then you know no whistle came and like oh jeez you definitely we were kind of saying He's definitely just fucking lifted him out of it there, hasn't he? Like mm-hmm. me and all my mates are like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. And they they showed it like in the pub after the match, and like it, it was madness. And then the 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 routine kind of ball that was bouncing over the defence that was going into Mignolet's hands, and Lovren just headed it straight down to who was a Perez, I think. <laughs> that was like that was mental as well. Like so, he, he did have that kind of the two moments of madness. But like I was watching him and. I think he, he has cut out a lot of the stuff like you know where I, I felt at the start of the season he was just focused on oh that's where the ball was and if mm-hmm. like if teams shifted the ball across the front of our defence I thought Lovren didn't really move like if he was in, in the centre of the box and they moved it out to the right he never shifted over to the left yeah. whereas I felt that just kind of some more basic stuff I thought he was getting right he mm-hmm. just needs to stop being a fucking like lunatic <laughs> Andy you've, you, you've long thought he isn't as bad as people were making out Anything change your opinion of that the other day? Or would you say that this is Lovren's level at this moment in time? Yeah, like, I suppose it's, it's just trying to believe in a fella like more than anything. I just, when you see a player getting so much stick and you don't think it's balanced, you try and find the positives. Mm. Now, like, there's just no excuse for them two moments really at that level. Like, you know, and I wonder, is he ever going to recover mm. and become a Liverpool player? Um, with things like that I mean what 
what planet is he on? Like, doing things like that. It's, just, it, it's not, it's inexcusable. Mm. I, was it? I think like, you know, when you look at the whole, this season as a whole, it looks awful that he did them. Like, because he was so shy at the start of the season. But I think since he's come back, there hasn't been much of that at all out of him. I think that's, they were the biggest yeah. two probably. I think no, he was alright. And I think against Blackburn was where most people saying, oh look, Blackburn's well. alright. He did well. And he was actually doing grand up to the, uh, which happened first the, the, the Peno, Peno, the Peno. so yeah. there was a bit of confusion going on there and next thing he just lost it for a while like, and yeah. you could see he was just in a frenzy so, like he was confused but is, is, the, is the worry with that though is that it, it spanned across the half time break you know normally you'd say a fella gets back into the dressing room and gets his head back together at that stage Yeah, but he came back out and he had another 15 minutes and mm-hmm. it probably leads me on to the, the bit that I, I, I'd mentioned to you in, in the agenda that like it did take a small tactical change to to allow him to to regain his composure and regain some confidence, and that Lucas John, drops a, a yeah, little bit drops yeah. in between them. Johnson was nailed down there. Yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't give him an awful lot of confidence. <laughs> <in Lucas. laughs> but he's yeah. able he's able to then go back and just focus on instead of having to be say a two in 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 in, in the centre back. He he's got a little bit more license that if he makes a mistake, there is two then to cover what's going on around him. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say. It, it, he's certainly a player that, that suffers with confidence, like, and, mm. and moments like that can destroy him. And, you know, like, you have it with Megale as well. Mm. You know, some players some players can just forget about it and move on. And then mm. some players will destroy it. In fact, most players will, will destroy them, won't they? Yeah. So, like like they were saying in Sky, you do need them to have a run, run of games where he, he does well. Like, just a few, six or seven now, or ten games. And, Make him sort of believe well, I'm actually an alright player here again, yeah. but in his heart and soul, he knows the moment he's bit. He's, he's struggling. He's struggling, he's and struggling. and everyone's watching him, and yeah. that's not an easy thing. Sure, we all know, like no matter what what walk of life you're in, or what job you're in, if you feel like people are watching you, you're going to make more mistakes. Yeah, right, so go now. Let's get on to the main man, the defence. <laughs> Recall as a, as the right back and uh, straight in. Glenn Johnson before we start let me just point out that that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen as a right back and I'm not even going to attempt to defend him at this stage Mm. Um, but I've gone past anger and there is elements of just pure hilarity in what's going on Paul (laughs) how enjoyable was it to watch him at the game um like uh, it's rare that you like you'd see someone just so off the pace and absolutely nearly, nearly every time the ball came near him, whether it was defensively or someone just passing on the ball, it's just everything he did was just so off the completely off the pace. Like he's in thirty yards of space or whatever. Like the the ball's rolling to him, and like his body shape's wrong, his first touch is wrong, and then suddenly he's being closed down and he's giving away a throw or a corner. Like it's. I like. I almost feel sorry for him because it's the sort of foot match where if you looked at him, you'd say, "I wouldn't put him in the team again for uh, like a good long while." Uh-huh. But like, I, I don't know what's happened with Rodgers and Mankio. Obviously, the the tactical like or the formation switch meant Mankio didn't really have that much of a role for us. But if you're playing a flat back four, like I, I don't know why you'd play Johnson. <laughs> like, a, and like you know, you know, kind of at the game where you can keep an eye on him. You just like it's. It's like a complete disconnect from the rest of the team. Like he was just he he was playing like Newcastle's players, like rather than like a yeah. role player. Yeah. He was he was atrocious. Yeah, he looks like a player who just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he doesn't, like give, that, that, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. Yeah, no. And like Paul said, there he just liked the whole Newcastle team. He would have slotted into there lovely. 
Because yeah. he has no interest in it at all. He's leaving. Mm-hmm. He's going to Barcelona, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he's according to his agents, right? But I don't think they've had any talks but about no, it. But they haven't been talking. No one has spoke to anybody about anything. <laughs> but he's gone there. But no, he's... Yeah, listen, I don't know. We've said it all before. He's just a bag of shit, isn't he? He doesn't care. He's getting his wages at the end of the week. Happy days. I'm out I, here in the summer and I'm going somewhere where it's going to be warm. Can you understand... When I, when I, when I, sorry, when I watch the back, like, you know on Sky where the cameras there's a close up of him after he's done something or whatever I almost felt sorry for him because you could see him kind of going Jesus that that was that was rubbish like you know he even got a tackle in on someone and then your man ends up on his arse or whatever and Johnson's like a kind of accidentally stumbles back into the ball and gives away a corner and it's just you know proper like slapstick shy like and like you know like any time the ball came near him, he's a bag of nerves and like he'd give away a throw and the camera just goes up in his face and you could see him just kind of like shaking his head internally going, what am I doing here? Like, I think there's a little bit as well, is he, you know we hear the crowd groaning when the ball, ball yeah. forward, the ball even gets to him. I think he's just thinking to himself, I'm going to get lashed over here no matter what I do. Mm. So I'm just going to kick it away. And I, I do have an element of kind of sympathy for him at this stage. Yeah, we, like, we've said all about, all of, you know, we can't say about him and we're not wrong on this. Mm. Like this isn't, this isn't like suddenly suddenly happening. This yeah. has been brewing for years. <laughs> and it's just got progressively worse. And now like if a young flick came on the scene and he put in that performance, he'd never kick a ball for Liverpool again. Mm. And Rogers for some reason like just decided to play him. And you would play anyone. How can I can't figure that out though? Have you any idea why Rogers keep playing him? <clears throat> I think there's an element that because we were so defensively frail in the first half of the season, he's probably back in experience when people are injured as opposed to putting in, say, younger players. Um, and especially coming off the back of two defeats, he's probably looked and said, right, there's Mankeo who's 19 who hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. And I've got Johnson, who's my experienced right back here, who, you know, is a former international. I'll probably just pay, go for the experience over because maybe he'll perform in this game. Well, like I, I, well, the the bit that I questioned the selection, like the, the the stories were breaking that morning that the, you know that he wasn't going to he his contract wasn't going to be renewed and he was leaving at the end of the season, mm. and for a player who looks like whose whose form has dropped off since it, it's looked like he hasn't been getting a new contract, and his is is care like is is sort of self worth in terms of playing in the matches seems to have diminished massively since he hasn't been getting a new contract. You wonder why he continued to get selected, even that, because he just doesn't seem to have to fight in him anymore. I'm just throwing it out there now. Is it anything to do with that supposed senior players having a go at Rogers after the Arsenal match, that type of thing? Him being, he is obviously a saint now. Listen, this is just a big surmise. Mm. I'm just wondering, do you think it's anything to do with that? Is he Rogers trying to appease the group of players by playing him? I'm just trying to find a reason here why, because I honestly can't think of an honest, honest to good reason. I don't mm. know. I don't know. It's, it's hard. I don't know whether it's appeasing senior players because he, he's gone. At the end of the season, so you're not. It's not somebody that's going to continue to be a voice in the dressing room or a dissenting voice in the dressing room around it. Um, and you could easily park him if you had to. I think it's more or less what we don't see. Mm. Like he's picking him on the basis of seeing him in training, you know, every day of the week. Head of subs and <laughs> <laughs> whatever personality uh, Johnson has mm. around the place. Mm. You know, he's 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 picking on stuff we don't don't see. Okay, and he must be offering something more than he's offering on the pitch when around the place. I don't know. Um, and again, we want say Mankilo to come in, but maybe he's not putting it in and training. And maybe Rogers is not satisfied that he can trust him. Mm. But Jesus, like, <laughs> yeah, haven't said based that. on what we've seen mm. on the pitch. I don't I know how Rogers could say, see it any other way. Had he been sent <laughs> off 
Remember the, the row that was going on? Had, yeah, had he sent the two players off, it wouldn't have made any blind bit of difference on, on the game itself. No. It was like, all right, then, yeah. Well, anyway, look, going on, anyway, we haven't touched on the midfield. Uh, well, we briefly touched on in, in terms of Lucas and, and when he dropped in, the small tactical variation. But given the issues that we've had in the last couple of games in midfield, you know, not looking right, and even against Blackburn, it didn't look right. This was a massive step up. Now, mm. how much of that is down to Newcastle being poor and how much of that's down to us actually being good? But it looked like the players were on yeah. for, for that Newcastle match. And Lucas in particular, he went for for the full 90 minutes, which was good to see. Yeah. Now, it um, doesn't matter who turns up on the day. You could see it, they did their job yeah. exactly the way you would want the midfield three to play. Mm. And I thought, um, out of the three, probably Lucas mm. like was... Was just it, it did exactly for the whole ninety minutes. Exactly, you know. I thought uh, Henderson was quite good. Push forward or forward mm. could be a could be a bit of a future there. Like depending mm. on the shape they play, because he has the legs to get back, and he's a ball in him. Mm. You know what I mean? And His passing was brilliant. Wasn't yeah, it? And he's he you know he's no problem getting out wide and whipping a ball in, or or you know just if the game isn't when they were kind of grinding out a small bit, mm. like he he kind of changed his game a little bit and got back and gave a dig out. So. There's lots to be taken from it. And then Alan, yeah, I mean, scoring a goal and all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the goal. What, what, what was it like? Was it a, was it a frisson of noise when, when, when it was all taking place? Was there a real buzz going on? Um, it was like it was up the other the other end of the pitch for me. And like everyone was just like, was that Joe Allen? <laughs> Joe Allen just scored. <laughs> and uh, what you call it? Yeah, like I remember Lover nearly scored right ahead of yeah, everything, yeah. and Jesus, we could have a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> All the weirdos scoring. And, and, and Lucas's header in the first half as well. Yeah, yeah Jesus, that was so, that was some save from Cole yeah. as well. Because as soon as he made a contact with that, I was like, "That's a goal!" And then always flagged offside for it. But Jesus Christ, that was some save. Um, yeah, like I, I thought the midfield did well. Like Henderson popped up kind of everywhere on the pitch. Like it's a proper all-action performance from him. And Lou Lucas, he was brilliant. Like he he murdered Sissoko a few times because like yeah, like Newcastle weren't up to much at all. Mm. But Sissoko's the type of player, you know, like someone who can get the ball, get on the ball, and like kind of run sixty yards with it. And that like the you know like Diame, yeah, like it was like players like that that are basically like just big like <laughs> just big lads who just run with the ball like big. Knocked them off. Yeah, like, like they usually cause us trouble, but Lucas took him over a few times, mm. and he like you, you know that that's that's the way Lucas kind of defends. Mm. Like it's kind of like he sees something happen and he runs in and just tries to burst the ball. And the man at the same time, he's not someone who sits back on it mm. and subtly kind of guards the the. So like it worked worked really well. And Alan like steady Eddie performance from him mm. and a goal. Yeah. Is 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 this like and and is is this a common complaint this level at Adam that when he plays well like he did against Newcastle he looks a decent player but the problem is that the, uh, he he either gets injured now in the next game and goes missing for two and it takes him three games to come back or he isn't at the same level in, in the next game he can't he hasn't had that consistency of performance now I think um, the fortunate thing is and um, the Newcastle midfield was rubbish it was just a force and foremost but I, I think why in my opinion why him and Lucas had such a good game is because the between them two and the back four, the tactics were so rigid. I mean, they, they were it was obviously drilled into them. They hadn't. I don't think either of them had much freedom for. Mm. Yeah, they hadn't much freedom about. So when we hadn't got the ball, when the ball was in a certain area of the pitch, they had to be in a position, a certain position of the pitch as well. Like for example, Lucas dropping in between the two centre halves, and then Alan drops back a little bit deeper. And then when we got into possession, then they had a pre they had predetermined positions to be in as well. So with that freedom taken away from them, they followed the game plan. 
Exactly. And I think and I, that's in my opinion, that's why their performances were so good. I think when you give them a little bit of freedom between the two of them, they'd be running around a little bit headless. Yeah. And then Henderson, Henderson of the midfield was the one that had the freedom because he was getting involved up front. So, um, yeah, the two of them were really impressive because they stuck to the game plan rather than anything else, I think. Mm. And mm. I suppose there is a reflect. You have to think of what they were playing against as well. I mean, yeah, they just yeah. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Right then, let's move into the preview of the FA Cup semi-final, the semi-final. This is a big match at Wembley. Mm. Not to be buzzing on the way down to Wembley. Anfield <laughs> South. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, lads, Timmy Tactics, Villa, on a bit of a run of form after beating Spurs at the weekend. Mm. Are we nervous? Yeah, of course. Uh, like, this is this is our season now, really. Um to not to not get to the final now again against Villa for Stevie's final. Yeah, it would it would be like I know you don't care about that cup and all that, but we're at, we're here now. I'm I'm a, a huge fan of the FA Cup. I know, but <laughs> it's it's the FA Cup semi final, and Liverpool is about winning trophies, and there's an opportunity here, and I think it will do Rogers the world of good if he can win a trophy. Mm. So for me, I just think it's huge, like and um. I'd be absolutely devastated if they don't beat Villa because it would be just an insult <laughs> to everything. We'd be breaking break and I should laugh and I think you know, for whenever he started, when he took over Spurs, like, you know, a couple yeah. of years. And uh, Jesus, like, it'd be just... <laughs> so, I'm very nervous just for that very reason. Nervous of what could happen. But yeah. uh, I actually, I think we're comfortable enough. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they're well enough. And whatever about Liverpool on Monday, kind of not looking up for it because they're probably looking um, up up for it because they don't believe they can finish top four. They certainly believe they can win the FA Cup. And mm. we should see a team that's well up for it. Okay. They'll be up for it, but quality yeah. should. Should shine. Should shine, yeah. On the day. Neil. Are we uh, what's what what's your take on this, especially with Villa? Like, t- like, uh, take uh, and, and he's right. It's Tim fucking Sherwood, yeah. right? You don't want. You just have to win this game, no matter what, no matter by any means necessary. You, you don't want this fucker in in, in an FA Cup final. Uh, no, but he's getting his day in the sun in Wembley anyway, isn't yeah. he? He'll be nearly happy enough for that and say, yeah. "We're leading the team out of Wembley and all that." He'll be expecting on. a trophy if they win the semi final. I say he's made the space on his head. cabinet and the gaff and everything for he, it. He'll he'll stick walk, that there. He will do the steps of, uh, of Wembley <laughs> if they win in the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking doing up here? I can tell. <laughs> I expect us to win, like Andy said. I honestly do, yeah. Um, and I, I, I personally think Sturridge was rested. I don't think he's injured at all. I expect him to start on Saturday. Mm. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I expect... No, Saturday. Because uh, isn't the Arsenal game Sunday? Um, no, it's Sunday. It's Sunday, isn't it? Mm. But uh, yeah, I expect us to win. And like Andy said, the quality should shine through because we're a better team than them. Um, but then at the back of your mind you're always thinking it is the magic of the FA Cup isn't it okay. and it is a perfect fairy tale story for Sherwood to bring them to the final and win it isn't it I mean that's the type of thing you know what I mean but I can't I, I honestly can't see it happen can yeah, like, there's, there's a bit of a worry because like that situation at Villa is made for someone like Sherwood like they don't need someone who's com- coming in you know given well this is the system that we're going to play it's just you know some fucking sap going in go come on lads we're going to win this thing. it's just going to like just motivate the players that's all they need and it's like it's in fairness it's something that you like you'd say the probably his only strength Sherwood is, mm. is, is like kind of that kind of charisma that he has <laughs> like where charisma. He, he could kind of get a bit <laughs> a bit out of the players that are in a more like that the, and the, the other worry is that Benteke is coming back into form and like he 
he does like to go in dry on us a bit like so <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's coming in he's coming into form just in time to do that like so that 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 is the worry but yeah like you have to say you have to fancy us really right so we reckon we were going to win so now here's the bigger questions we've got Stevie back is he eligible for this I yeah, think so. Yeah, I was just yeah, thinking that. Because it's only the league, league, isn't it? He's coming back in, isn't he? No, no, it's not just the league. It's three games are up. It's three, three games are up, yeah. yeah. Skirtler's back. Uh, Do they yeah. go straight in? Uh, Skirtle certainly does, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Stevie? How do we set up? No, Stevie doesn't. No? No. Not even like, a, you know, FA Cup semi-final. His last chance to get down before the final. Nah, no, like, you have, to, you have to remove yourself. Like, he, he let us down big time against United. Lasted less than sixty seconds on the pitch. So this is punishment, is it for the United? No, it's not punishment. It's just, it's just he can't be trusted at the moment. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he <laughs> he played with beans all over the show. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to smash a player up more than stay in the pitch for the team, you know, and, mm-hmm. and try and see that game right. Now, like if if Jared is still worked up, you know, to to handle the game like the semi final, and not just wanted to kind of be about his own personal. If he wants it to be to get Liverpool to the final, yeah. that's what you want. I want a, I want a team that's competent to win, and I just I just don't feel Jared has performed at all this season, yeah. and that would be deserved of a place for, for sentimental reasons. Yeah, like now, if the season goes on and comes to the final, and we play our six remaining league games, and Jared is in the team, and he deserves his place in the final by all means. But geez, you can't just put him in to the starting lineup. Bring him on. Mm. Be grand half an hour or whatever. Yeah, like we're 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 running out. Yeah, we're running out of kind of reasons as the season wore on to keep winning the team based on merit. Like, and one of the only things, like you know, the kind of stock cliche that even you know people in the media say, "Oh, it's a big game. You have to put Jared in for his experience and all." Like that kind of went out the window in the United game. Like, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. So, like, I I don't think there's really a reason. Like a justification for putting him in at all, a bar like say say like as Andy says in the last few league games or something, there's a few injuries and he mm. gets in and plays well. Then yeah, then if we did get to the final, maybe. But like there's there's no way he gets in the team. Okay, g- given that we're saying right, Skirtle comes back in. Who's going out? Well, Johnson. Obviously, no. That's that, that, that's what I'm asking. I think, are, no, are you, are you, are you, going, are you going to a back three? Staff, I think Rogers has a lot hanging on this personally because since the season started, he's been saying we, I want, yeah. we really have, we're going to, we, we want to win a trophy. Okay, yeah, so, so, so that's personally, that, he's a lot hanging on it. That's accepted. Right, what I'm saying is, we're saying that Skirtle goes back in, right? Mm. We're saying Johnson comes out, so back to, back to a back three, back. but three at the back. Now, Andy, that that leads us back to what you were well, saying. You could play Chan uh, right back. Would you? Yeah. No problem. Like he played a bit of left back for uh, Leverkusen, didn't he? Yeah, and he's played a bit of right back when we've when changed. we've had to. Yeah. So yeah, no problem. Um, it might suit me. You know, you, you get forward. Okay, so we. I think. I, I look. I don't think any of us will disagree with seeing Skirtle back in there. It's, it's how you set set up. Do you go three at the back and maybe push Oi back as, as as a wing back? Yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't have like as much as I want to see a back four. I don't think they're ready, really for it because mm. we don't have a back four mm. that you can be trusted. So uh, absolutely, yeah, you could you could bring it, go back to that and play up wing yeah. back or bring in um, Markovic or whatever. It's hard to know. I'd have to really look at it. You know, with with, with Skirtle coming back and and Gerard and all, like you know, there's more players available mm. and storage as well, mm. maybe. Yeah. So, no, and that that that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know we were saying the performance was a bit weird, but when when, when you look at the the Newcastle game, 
we were better as an attacking unit the way we set up. Yeah, but I think, I think it was Newcastle even. were never going to hurt us. You know, the yeah. only th- the only people who are going to hurt us on Monday was ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, by by making mistakes. Now, Benteke could punish mistakes. Yeah, but like at, at the same time, that that Villa team. You know the the, Villa, the the likely Villa team that they said like it's going to be cleverly Delph and Sanchez in the centre of the park. Mm. You know, does Sanchez not get was sent he, off? Was he sent off? Was he? So he might be out for that. Maybe he is. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't really follow Villa because <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow Villa's games. No. I, mean, I only follow Timmy on the side. I think he got <laughs> manager Cam. <laughs> manager Cam, just a focus on Timmy to see what he's. Jill on this week. Jill off. Jill on. But again, looking at it, like. Going back to your point about Newcastle and the lack of quality, and we all know there's a lack of quality there, right? It's no different with Aston Villa, surely. Well, they're they're pulling results here and there, and they're they've got Benteke, who's certainly better than what Newcastle had to offer up top. Okay. So Benteke is really the only threat. Agbon Lahore's a lot of pace. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, Agbon mm-hmm. Lahore's done damage before. No, it's just as a unit. Like, you've seen fucking Villa as a unit. Like, they're not necessarily full of superstars, but. If this was a league match, would, be, would you be nervous? No, certainly not. Like, not as nervous. Because, yeah. like, you know, you drop points in a league game, you just continue on. But that's it, then. You know, mm. don't be the. You know, the season is uh, pretty much finished unless. Unless a miracle kind of happens and we can... The only, the only problem is that, like, you know if we do play the back three, like, the in recent games with that, like, teams have made it look, the midfield look really square, like, it's it's really hard to pass it into the midfield, that has yeah. been. And I think with, like, Villa have a lot of spoilers, like, Cleverly and Delph, or just, like, they're, like, they're not going to do much with the ball. But, but they will. Then like, yeah, and so, like, and they'll get around us, so, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe a midfield three would be better, because I, I think, like, like, we were talking about Allen's kind of up turn there, and like compared to the game, mm-hmm. like the recent games, and like I, th- I think a lot of that is I think he looks more comfortable in a tree rather than you know when it, when it's two people sitting together and he's yeah. he, he's you can press onto him. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, leaking goals though, Villa, aren't they? I mean, under Lambert yeah. they didn't concede a fair goal, and they, but they weren't scored and chair were turned that around. But now it's it's vice versa. Now they are conceding goals, so I think we're well good enough to take a take a couple of our chances against them. Okay, so uh, so. We're all saying Skirtle back in. Well, obviously, Lovren stays. Yeah, just a bill. Okay, kind of because he has to. You know, you wouldn't consider uh, Sacco. This goes. I'll go back to my earlier point in terms of Skirtle and Chan as your two centre backs. Yeah, it's mm, it's probably now more risky than Skirtle and Lovren, really. Mm. But um, no, no. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be on the other side of the fence. If I, I think I'd rather see Chan in there at, at the moment in terms of because otherwise we're pushing. So the Chan plays left centre back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where he's played when he's played as a centre back. He's predominantly played there. Well, hasn't he had a few dodgy moments like in the back three when he was on the left of it? Yeah, but I suppose it's when it's he has like, played as a centre back. Yeah, uh, in a two. Yeah, you mean not for Liverpool though? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, see. You watched a lot of him before he came to Liverpool. I watched none of them. Mm. So, Jesus, like, I mean, if you're saying and you've watched him and he's done well. I'm just, uh, what, what, my, my thinking on it is, going back to your point about Lovren and not yeah. being able to get a six or a seven out of ten, right? And you're, going, you're going to Wembley. You want somebody who's going to be able to get on the ball at the back and makes good passes. But now, normally you'd say, well, that's Sacco, right? And you have yeah. Sacco and Chan there. Both of them get the ball. 
they're more than capable of playing it out from the back or stepping in and doing something. If, yeah. we, if we go with Skirtle and Lovren, we don't have that same capability. And yeah. you know, an awful lot of our good attacking play has stemmed from one of the centre backs stepping in and, and mm. starting the attack off. Because going back to your point, Paul, when the, when they've stepped in, you're saying the the, back, the midfield tends to be very flat when we play with the four in there and there's, there's three at the back. That creates the space for them to push on and give different angles on the ball. I, I, I suppose that's that's just my thinking. I, I always like to see one ball playing centre back, and I don't see who the, see who the ball player is between. I think the Skirt whole and like, the whole idea with the, when we were conceding goals at the start of the season, the whole idea with the three centre halves was that if you've three centre halves there, kind of you're legitimising the other mistakes the other two guys mm-hmm. are playing. I mean, like if Andy was saying, there's a mistake and there's two rickets in love in every game, and there's possibly a couple in can with the three mm-hmm. of them there. It negates that possibility a little bit, yeah, so yeah, you, you tend to be seen a little bit. So it has a bit of validity yeah. in it. That all right, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that actually. Come to think of it, you make it sound, you make it sound like you dress up lovely there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like I think like if it if it happened and we've seen evidence of it, mm. then okay. Mm. And it it does sound like you know going forward like a great partnership having Chan back there and he's <laughs> playing football from the back out and. You know, we've other players in midfield. He doesn't even have to be in there because they're going. It sounds great because mm. you wouldn't miss him at the back as well. Mm. Haven't seen him back there. Like mm. he's he, he kind of has become something you, you, you enjoy seeing at the back. Yeah, Channing, the way he can come out and the way he can use the ball and he can pop up then before up the mm. pitch as well. Like and he's done it. So it sounds great, but is he going to try that out on Sunday? Mm. No, I hear you, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. But it's, Close I mean, you are, you're a lunatic yeah. who doesn't give a shit about the <laughs> FA Cup. It I, is, I it fucking is, love the FA Cup. <laughs> and I'm on record as saying I care about it when we get to the semi-final. <laughs> it's unlikely he's going to try out something like that. I mean, I don't think Rogers probably felt that's the end of Lovren after that game on Monday. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have seen, aside from the two mistakes, he would have seen more evidence of he's actually okay you know we're, mm. you know, we're, we're starting to see a player who's starting to feel a bit more comfortable and a bit more confident in himself ok then so Paul line up what is it for you fucking hell um, I I'm jeez oh, like Skirtle and Lovren that sounds like a nightmare like because of you know yeah. the way they started the season but at the same time like I don't want like you know you're talking about like having you know like Chan there in at at the back as someone who's stepping out with the ball now, but like for me the bread and butter of going forward is like with the midfield passing mm. it, and I just think the last few times that we have like tried to play three at the back with two in midfield, it's just like, it hasn't worked. It's too easily negated, even with even if Chan is there. So I probably would try and go four three three. Mm. Yeah, it is, a, it is a nightmare trying to pick like a centre half combo. Who's starting up tough you? Uh, I'd probably keep it the same actually. The the fluidity of the front three that that, that started Newcastle. Yeah, I'm going uh, for for kind of four three three flat back of uh, Moreno, Lovren, Skirtle and then right back Chan. Mm-hmm. Right, that means Johnson's not where really <laughs> So straight away, and then uh, midfield again: Henderson, Allen, and Lucas, and up top: Coutinho, Sterling, and uh, is Ibe comfortable in this? Actually, yeah, I fucking yeah. is. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, Markovic. That doesn't sound so great now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if storage is fit, then storage has to go in. But I actually would like to see a, a busy, a busy, busy harder working front trade. It causes problems mm. when you have um, 
the fellas that aren't, uh, you know, like they're aren't static. Yeah, yeah. you know, Sturridge just. I won't say he's lazy, but he's not. He's not like the other. You know, the other lads are going to be working for your game, like. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Sturridge does a little bit of trotting out here and trotting out there. Look, if if he was Sturridge that was scoring lots of goals and he was producing magic. I'd be straight back in. I'd be. I'd be saying disregard the fact that he doesn't work his balls off. Yeah. But he's not really. He's not really give give us that. That's the, you know if he's yeah. fit, then maybe come in off the bench. So Steve, yeah, I'd have Steve. to look across the front three. Um, again, because you know Jordan Ibis cup yeah. tied. Who else could come in? The lad is injured as yeah, well, isn't it? It's Markovic or storage or, yeah, or, or really putting is. Stevie into that front three. No, no. Okay, Neil. Any changes to Andy's? Uh, I'd go three at the back I mean that's the, the formation that got us out of trouble and mm. got us the run of results we were on you know I mean we were in the mire and we went three at the back and everything seemed to fall into place that's what I'd go with I mean it's just if, if we were playing three at the back Sacco got injured Lover would come in for him so Skirtle is a, is a mainstay in that for me so I'd go three at the back um, and I'd bring Sturridge in as well mm. Okay So how many do we win by? One I'll, I'll go two one Yeah I think we'll score three goals yeah, I think it's going to be tight, tight win. So, one uh, 0 or two one sort of thing. Yeah, I just don't see. There's nothing to suggest that Liverpool are going to go out and destroy Villa. So there's no point in just sort of shouting out mad scores <laughs> like it did I just against have to put United. To be Paddy Power now, three nil. No, I didn't. I do expect us to score. <laughs> I do expect us to score three, two at least two anyway. Okay, so tight win for the two boys. Neil is going with a three considerable goals. win. A considerable win. And I reckon we'll win 3 1. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> okay. Um, Trev's not here to do Trippers Chat, so. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not even have any, don't even have any funny. Maybe, maybe we'll just see if Trev can ask the questions. There's no excuse for not being here. No, no, no. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with him this week. No. He's just sitting at home scratching his hole in the study. Yeah. Refusing to take pictures of it. That's really what he's doing. Let's be honest about it. Will, you, will I ring him to see if, you, <laughs> see if he'll ask the questions for us? <laughs> Go on. Because we don't get the same kick out of this fucking house in Malarkey. <laughs> oh. Right then, fuck it, come on. We get, we get this done. Um, okay, first one up from Nick Wall. He asks, which Liverpool player would have the best WWE finishing move and what would Rodgers' be? Neil. I don't watch the WWE because it's a lot of shit. And I'm maybe that's, tortoise. That, that's a great fucking help. Which is another cheers, thing. I'm maybe tortoise. Like. <laughs> doing a Trev Scorpy Stroppy stuff. So what would Rogers be? What would Rogers He'd be a member man. He'd have to be talking someone so much shit that they just drop. <laughs> they just drop? Yeah. <laughs> he bends their ear to the point that they just drop on the ground and that's it. They're out the, cold. The figure four eardrop. Pasco. <laughs> <laughs> Could put his nappy on and sit Beat them down with a giant rat. <laughs> Where's the fucking hell? Um, I don't understand this one. So this should be really helpful. What do carnival, and I'm assuming carnival people do when there's no carnivals on? I don't know, well, they've big hands and they smell like cabbage. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> I don't know well, like, there's always carnivals on. Like, just because there's no carnival in your town doesn't mean there's no <laughs> They're all over the shop going to deal carnivals. Right then, the Weinberg asks, who is your favourite love-hate player in world football? And I'm going to put in excluding Liverpool players. 
This world has to be real for you. Yeah, I'd say so. He gives you enough ammo, doesn't he, Rio Ferdinand? In fairness, you haven't mentioned Rio in a good while now at this stage. He's fallen off the radar since Stan Collymore threatened to tell his missus who he's been riding on Twitter, so... <laughs> Did he do that? Yeah. Because he was, remember, Stan Collymore was having arguments with some other no it was fucking Carl Henry or something like that. Yeah. And Rio Ferdinand jumps in, you know, going, well, well, well done, Carl, winding him up. And Collymore says something like, oh, I know, like, you know, some player who, I, who played with you as well wouldn't like to tell your missus the stories he's telling you about you. Ferdinand didn't tweet for about another week. <laughs> <laughs> Completely shut him up. So, yeah, but he's off the radar a bit now, old Rio. Yeah. Andy? No, no one really springs to mind, sorry. <laughs> There's no one that you fucking hate, but you love hating them. Uh, it's just an awful lot of it, but I, most of the peop, people are cel- celebrities, are ex-footballers I hate. I just hate them and I'd rather they disappeared. <laughs> I don't enjoy the hate. Like, like, so, no. Pat Nevin, for, for example. Um, Jason Roberts asked, is it possible to have a poo without doing a wee at the same time? What do you mean? Oh, beans. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did you make that connection from? Uh, no, uh, it's not possible. There's always at least a dribble comes out. Even if you have a piss and you know you kind of decide to treat yourself to a shit. Actually, yeah, I'll have a shit as well now. And you sit down, there's always a bit more comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, uh, it'd be a waste of a visit to the Jacks as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to be you know, going for economical four. about your day. <laughs> <laughs> you may as well start it out there start it all up there's yeah. Andy he looks happy he must have got a piss in with his shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> looks delighted with himself I won't have to go back now or that when you're standing up having a piss and then you need a shit and, and you say oh no oh, I need a shit now and you have to go try and get your trousers down here. how am I going to manage this it's going to be piss everywhere so then no maybe that's just me do you never have a dehydrated one Luke you know when you've had way too much to drink and then you just you just you just can't piss anymore the next day ah no no? Deep line medical issues there, Phil. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might want to see a dog. Talk to Andy. No, you couldn't. You couldn't? You couldn't? No. Have you? Have I? Yeah. Obviously. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, not all the time. Do you know when I have, I'd say? Do you know when you're getting um, the camera up the Jaxi? <laughs> no, because I've never had one up no. the Jaxi. No. Well, you should do. What age are you now? <laughs> I'm still only 37 mate yeah no you should like early signs of uh, colon cancer and all like you know there's pre um, you know you can get polyps and all that no harm known if they're there yeah so get the camera with the jacksy there's, there's been nothing wrong about my fucking my, my constitution I don't know but anyway the, the, uh, the, the prep for that yeah. is, is, is fairly bad so you're given a load of medication and you're, you're not just, selling and <laughs> you're just uh, no. <laughs> I've had an enema uh, well th- that's, that's not like the prep for it is it that's a <laughs> yeah but an enema is when they force yeah up the hole mm. no this is this is like a, you drink a solution your man said drink a, a doctor couple of li- <laughs> <laughs> you drink a couple of litres of solution that you mix you know with the powder and water and then there's other stuff you take with it but you're literally just in and out of jacks for the whole day and you're just Pissing out your ass, so you don't destroy the so camera. It wouldn't be. It uh, oh yeah, it has to be clean. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> sticking, <laughs> sticking cameras. Just wedging it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep pushing. <laughs> Throw a big ghosty up there. <laughs> big load of beans and beans at the top. <laughs> Just sitting there, festering with the sausage that was dipped in the beans. It's field admin time. 
as ever a big shout out to the guys in the Astro Park who let us record here every week if you need to play some football five side football or whatever get on to them and get tell Del Tip and the day tripper sent you I'm sure he'll give you a nice little discount Keep your eye on the AIP um, Twitter account because that app is going to be launching soon and you will find us on there. Um, and we will have that special show once the app is launched. Um, but nothing until then. But, um, so keep an eye out. We'll give you more details as it is and we'll be up on our own feed as well. So for the second last time, it's myself, Phil, here saying goodnight to you all. I've been joined by Andy Young, Neil Gray and the irrepressible Paul Brennan. This is The Trippers. It was a little bit more somber, but we'll be back next week. Keep listening. He just doesn't give a box. He's he, a gave, p- he gave two passes, right, where he tried to play it down the line, but like, and it was hard to see who he was trying to hit, because like, you know, you're right behind it, and you're like, that that was only gonna hit that Newcastle fullback. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that was going. Like. I couldn't get. I just couldn't get over it. I didn't understand the selection. That was of all the of all the players that he selected. Like back four, playing him, and they literally ignored him the first half. Mm-hmm. There, it was, there was a bit of that wasn't Emre that? Chan was essentially playing right centre back and right back yeah. and I was coming in and covering when fucking Chan had to go in at the centre and oh, we were just, oh, just pretending he wasn't the there ball, like, like he was like well Johnson's there so I'll probably just dribble him <laughs> <laughs> he's like I won't bother passing him no he'd get on the ball and he'd run past Johnson and then he'd pass it to Ibe and it was just like <laughs> see his agent was at that cracking end from the link of the Barcelona did you see that who Johnson yeah to Barcelona yeah. Because Danny Alves is leaving. You know, the same quote he did about Roma, we haven't spoken to them and they haven't spoken to us. But we're thinking about Barcelona and what? Of course they haven't spoken yeah. to you. Of course they haven't. They haven't spoken to me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Oh, he's quality. Do you remember, remember, remember his, uh, his inside knowledge on the football? Oh, it was genius. Yeah, he yeah. had a tip that there was a match getting thrown. It was a ma- there was a match getting thrown. <laughs> and I'm beaten 2 0 for like three minutes. Where is this coming from? A fella? <laughs> Who? Where is it coming from? And it turned out it was some Facebook page. <laughs> 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 a group of yeah. equally minded fucking mocks <laughs> got so, together. That, that somebody is in there going, oh, fuck, I'd say, I'm the guy there. I've got a tip. There's a match being fixed in Argentina, right? And he was there. I heard about this, lads. What's going to happen is they're going to go 1 0 up and then it's going to be 1 all and then it'll be a penalty. <laughs> we all got excited because that team went 1 up. Yeah. But sure, someone has to go 1 up. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 it's like you know women that go around predicting their sex of a ba- their mates pregnant yeah, yeah. you know oh, it's a boy and then it's a boy and everyone's like whoa <laughs> fucking hell you got it right did you know so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself for real the deals are so good I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.